0: To the 75th episode of the Geek Rex podcast. My name is Hannah, and today I'll be your host. Joining me are Cal. Hello. And Kyle. Hey, hey. So, today we're all taking a 30 minute break from exhausting levels of gaming to give you our kind of initial take on Dragon Age Inquisition, the latest offering from BioWare. So, before we actually get into the specifics of Dragon Age Inquisition, I wanted to ask you guys. What is your experience with Dragon Age slash Bioware? Have you played any of these games before? Have you played Mass Effect? Any of these similar titles, Cal?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've been a pretty big Bioware fan for a long time at this point. Um I've played all the Dragon Age games, I've played all the Mass Effect games, although I haven't played all the downloadable content as When I was in Atlanta, I did not have the internet. But, but, I mean, even going back to their older stuff, um, Baldur's Gate was one of the first uh, computer games I ever got really into. Uh, Neverwinter Nights helped me stay in touch with some of my best friends from high school when we went to college. Jade Empire is one of my all-time favorite RPGs. So uh, I've been a big fan of Bioware since pretty much they began.
0: All right, so we're going to call you our expert-level Bioware guy. Kyle, how about you? Yeah,
2: well, it's funny you mentioned Jade Empire. Nobody ever talks about that game. I've never even played it. But that's like the that's the lost Bioware RPG, sort of, when it comes to these big you know, monoliths that are on the end of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm i a big Mass Effect guy, um, having played all three of those games. Um, you'd love that. It's actually... I kind of make the claim that Mass Effect is probably my favorite sci-fi thing of the past like 10 years. Uh, Movies, games, books, comics, whatever. Um, It's it's something that I just absolutely adore. Um, give or take a misstep or two in certain areas, I, I'm such a huge fan, and that is the Bioware game that I played more of. Um, I'm not really a Dragon Age person for a couple of reasons. Uh, I'm not big into sword and sorcery games. Like I played Baldur's Gate when I was in like middle school or high school or something, and I you know I put it down pretty quickly because it was a bit too dungeon crawly for me in that Diablo vein. Uh, though I I think it's better than the Diablo games in terms of story, so I, I never really picked up much with dragon Age um, I also uh for some reason Bioware RPGs have a lot of spiders in them, and I'm <laughs> deathly terrified of spiders uh big kinds anyway, and so uh, it makes Dragon Age a bit of a hard game to play uh, as as it did with baldur's Gate, so uh, I'm the, kind of the newbie, so I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum
0: okay, and I think I fall somewhere in the middle I've played all of the Dragon Age games. So this is the third, obviously, and I've played the second and third Mass Effect titles. I tried to go back and play one, and I'm still kind of trying, but it turns out it's really hard to play the first Mass Effect if you've already finished the second and third. Um,
2: Yeah, it's impossible. I I mean, I wouldn't bother.
0: (laughs) it's, It's tough, yeah. So it's definitely my favorite of the two Bioware series that I've played, although my love for Dragon Age 2 was definitely not as significant as my love for the first one. I will say. So that having been established, I wanted to ask you guys, well, maybe Cal in in particular, what did you think of one and two? And so far, knowing that you're not finished, how is this third one stacking up?
1: I loved one. Uh, Dragon Age Origins was a game that I played a lot more than I probably should have. Um, (laughs) I I got it and just... I think shortly before I grad finished grad school and uh, I had it for the year. I was unemployed between grad school and getting my first, uh, like first full-time job. And I think it's, it's the game that I own that I'm closest to having every achievement in. I have beaten that game probably five or six times (laughs) dragon age two. I played once and I'm in a weird position with Dragon Age 2 because I loved the storytelling. I think that uh, Dragon Age 2 is narratively the most ambitious, interesting game Bioware has ever put out. Uh, I just also think that it's kind of miserable to play. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I end up wanting to revisit it and then starting a new save and just kind of being like, yeah, I have no interest in this. It has... None of the strategic depth, none of the design, uh, none of the grandeur. It just kind of fell flat for me. And Inquisition so far is in the uh, kind of the middle of the two, although I feel weird saying it, because even though I'm like 33, 34 hours in, uh, I mean, this game's been almost a full-time job, basically, <laughs> since I got it. But even even though I'm almost like thirty, I'm in I'm in my thirtieth hour. I still feel like I'm kind of at the beginning. Um, it, it's expansive, and uh, there are parts of that that don't work for me at all, and parts of it that I'm in love with. So I'm I, I think it's going to take me a while to kind of settle, in my opinion, of this one.
0: Fair enough. It's kind of early to decide. Um, for for me, Dragon Age One, I'm with you on that one. Origins was. A game I completely fell in love with, and I hadn't really been playing a lot of games prior to that. I don't even remember why I picked it up, but I became completely obsessed with it once I started. It was also my first Bioware game, with like all the mechanics of a Bioware game, which I'd never been exposed to before. So that might be part of why that game is like held so high in my mind. The second game... I I did appreciate, as you mentioned, some of the storytelling elements, but I thought the world was super boring, I thought the characters were really boring, I didn't really care about many of the people in my group, and I actually don't even remember a lot of them. I find myself, when I'm playing the third one, trying to remember things from both games, and my recall of, the, of Origins is pretty good, but my recall of that second game, the specifics, is pretty low, and I think that's just because, A, I spent fewer hours completing it, and B, I just enjoyed it that much less. I felt like I had to finish it as opposed to like relishing the time I was spending with it. Um, Third one so far, I think it could be my favorite uh, only because I think it combines the really interesting characters and story of the first one with the kind of better combat and kind of sleek abilities of the second one. It's too soon to say that for sure, but From what I've heard, it definitely feels like they've pushed this to be more like the first. I've heard there's 40 different ending combinations, 40 different endings possible. And that rings much more like the first one to me than the second one. And Kyle, you have not, you've dabbled in the first two.
2: Yeah, 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 totally. I, um, so I, I played a little bit of the first game and I don't know. It's funny. My criticism of the first Dragon Age it doesn't have anything to do with its gameplay, more more to do with its plot. I, it's hard for me to get into this uh, this plot of all-encompassing evil versus very, very good. I mean, because I, I feel like that's not a terribly nuanced picture.
0: That Which, is not the plot at all. I know, I know. Right. But it's the <laughs> Arch- coming, it's Arch- coming from a Mass Effect fan.
2: I know, I know. It's this weird thing. That's the weird thing. I'm like super into Mass Effect though. And maybe it's because I've seen some of these tropes and like Lord of the Rings and other other uh, you know fantasy series, and it just kind of it feels like something I've seen before, which I know that's not the case. But with the limited amount of uh, that I had in it, I was sort of uh. like, well, eh. but but what, my point being,
0: yeah.
2: part two sort of drew me in more because it was more about political intrigue. Sure. So it was more of the Game of Thrones version of Dragon Age versus the Lord of the Rings version of Dragon Age, which I know is, is, is very broad to stroke with either one. But um, yeah, why, why Mass Effect drew me in instead? Probably is more because it was a duck and cover shooter. Um, than anything else, and I just happened to like all the crazy space stuff. So yeah, I didn't play much of Dragon Age Origins, uh, and I definitely never got into DLC, because I never got that far in the game. Um, and Dragon Age 2, I mean, I played more of it, but like, like you said, Cal, and Hannah, I think you hinted at too, it's level design just got really repetitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it had the problems of Mass Effect 1 in that way. Like, yeah. you would go into these um, brigand uh, dens or whatever and they're all designed the exact same way.
0: Yeah, I th- I think they tried to push that game out too fast and as a result they had to recycle a lot of content. You could you could see it in the final product. <laughs> yeah,
2: rushed. Um which 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 is the problem. So it, it ended up uh kind of putting me off of Dragon Age in general. Uh this game is a lot of fun though. Having a good time and um there's probably a lot of reasons for that.
0: So Because you're the least experienced with these games you haven't finished either. Yeah. Do you think people can jump into Dragon Age Inquisition without knowledge of the backstory of the first two? Do you find yourself confused a lot? Does it make sense? Is it a complete story on its own?
2: I'm confused, but I don't know if that's a bad thing. I mean, uh, there's a lot of backstory that I find myself asking you about. But if I didn't have you here to ask about, I'd either look it up on the internet Or I would sort of absorb myself in that sort of Star Wars philosophy of, well, it's just a different world, and I just have to kind of roll with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like the best stories just throw you in the deep end, right? They don't explain everything up front, uh, particularly when you're in a big world-building kind of situation. There's just a lot and it is a bit to take on. I mean, it's like who is uh the uh the Imperium and who is this character and what is what is the setup of the royalty here? And I'm still not completely sure.
0: Yeah, um, Kotaku has a really good write up of everything you need to know to play these games. I was actually rereading it myself over the weekend, I was like, Oh yeah, because even as I played them. It's like, you can watch Game of Thrones and not really absorb the geography of Game of Thrones, and that's how I feel about Dragon Age. Like, you can pay a lot of attention to these details, or you can kind of let them go over your head, and then you, you get to a point where it's actually relevant, and you need to look it up. So that guide that Kotaku put out is super helpful if if anyone's interested in playing this and feeling, like, a little bit overwhelmed. Just get on there and look that up. So, okay, Cal, you mentioned you're at the 30-something hour mark? Yeah, I think... Uh...
1: 33, 32, 33 hours or so.
0: I think I'm right there with you. I took Tuesday off of work for when it would come out, and then I played all weekend long. I probably would have played more hours, except that Kyle actually showed interest and I was so happy that he showed interest that I was like, I'd better back off and give him room to play. We had a
2: breakthrough here.
0: Right. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, I'm right at the early thirties. Kyle, how far are you now? Oh, uh, I think I'm
2: at like our 2021, 20, maybe. Um, I'm, I'm at, I'm at a very like landmark part of the plot.
0: Beginning of act two. Yeah. We'll basically. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> we talk about it more.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because Cal, you said something that I think is the most noticeable or unique part of this game for me is that you spend forever doing certain things in this game or spending time in places and on quests, and then you realize you've barely scratched the surface of what's actually going on in the story. Like, this is the first game I played where 20 hours in was just, you know, a sampling of what was going to be happening later, not a halfway point, for example.
1: Yeah, it's big... It's it's really big. I um, Honestly, the first two days that I was playing, I actually wasn't liking it very much at all. Um, I was actually kind of strongly disliking a lot of things about it.
0: Were you in Which, the Hinterlands?
1: I was in the Hinterlands yeah. for two <laughs> days. Um, I, I think that the Hinterlands was probably the biggest like design error that I've really seen so far um, just because they don't really give you any hint while you're there that you're not supposed to, uh, that you're supposed to leave and come back and leave and come back and leave and come back. Um, yeah, there's
0: so many quests to do there. It feels like you're supposed to be spending your time there.
1: Yeah, like, I just thought there was going to be, like, story there, but instead it kind of got bogged down in my least favorite part of open world games, which is just being overstuffed with just things to do, none of which matters at all. Like, kill me eight rams and bring me their meat. And (laughs) this this mysterious NPC who will never come back up again won't starve, he says.
0: Yeah, I I think there's no no worse fetch quest i've ever seen than the druffalo. I don't know if you did that one or not, but i like wanted to throw something against the wall after i completed it. You have to go find a stupid buffalo thing. It's just chilling. You have to get at the tension and then you have to walk, you know, a really far away from where it is to lead it back to its cage and it walks very slowly. <laughs> and then you get there and the farmer's like, "Thanks." And that's it. And I was just like, that was it. He just needed the fucking animal back. And I was, I was just, I was exasperated at that point. Like, I can't believe I spent thirty minutes literally fetching an animal and bringing it somewhere for no reward at all, as far as I could see.
1: It's an interesting idea, I think, to kind of put, like, you know, put this as you at your beginning when you're still kind of, uh, you know, like not really a part of this whole Inquisition, and you're still kind of working with these common with the commoners, I guess. But holy god are some of those quests boring. And that early in the game you have no idea like what's boring or how long things will take to do or I mean it, it, it took me until a few a few maps in to figure out like how to fast travel and things like that. Mm-hmm. I probably the most I've died in this game was to fucking bears in the hinterlands. Because I couldn't figure out how to get more potions or fast travel. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I had had a lot of problems with bears, not just in the Hinterlands, but in a couple of other areas. But there was one point when I was trying to close off rifts. Because I kind of treat the Hinterlands now, before I was treating it as I just need to do everything in my sort of Skyrim-esque need to complete everything. But I, I now use it as sort of like a grind level. To get my characters leveled up a little bit more and um, try to try to get them up to the point where I could move on in the plot in a, in a way that wouldn't just be so exasperating to me. But I got attacked by like three or four bears at one time, <laughs> right by a rift. And that was the worst because my characters were chasing after the bears. They'd see them and they'd start attacking them. So that the, the AI on our fellow uh, comrades can occasionally be a little exasperating.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Hinterlands in general is exasperating, too. Like, it actually feels like the Hinterlands could be its own RPG, but it would be a really mediocre one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so what kind of character did you make, Cal, just out of curiosity? Oh, I, I
1: was about to ask you guys the same thing. I'm a I'm a Kunari mage. Ooh,
0: Male I... or female?
1: Female. Nice. Um, I like the first time I play through a game like this, I almost always pick a mage. It's just kind of a remnant from my childhood when I was just like, yeah, fucking wizards are the best, right? <laughs> and uh, that probably explains a lot about why I didn't kiss anyone until I was like 20. But, <laughs> um, it's getting personal. <laughs> Uh, but, um, no, so I always pick a mage. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I had to play a Kunari. I normally play humans, but, uh, opening up this new race that has a really interesting backstory in the first two games that you never learn that much about just seemed like it'd be, uh, it'd be a lot of fun. So how about you guys?
0: Um, so I went pretty vanilla for my first character. How I tend to do this is like, I, I want to play as, most generic and boring and plain and close to myself as possible the first time around typically uh, and then go a little crazier. So I just did a human. I also went for mage Um, like you. I tend to be attracted to the mage class in general, but especially for dragon age, like, if someone was just starting to play, I would tell them, be a mage, because it opens up different dialogue options, it connects you to the story in a really serious way, because the power of mages is at debate in this whole series, so I think it's the best class to play through your first time. What about you, Kyle? Kyle?
2: Yeah, I, um, I, you went vanilla. I, uh, uh, warrior, male, two-handed. Yeah. Okay, so that was, uh, I, I went as vanilla as possible, but I never go mage, and I never go rogue in these games. I'm not really one to stand in the back and, like, sh- fire off bolts and stuff, which I know sounds very cool, but I, I don't know. I feel like with these games, I just want to, like, get right in on it. And so I get you know I get the big axe and I just start swinging it left and right no shield or nothing I mean it's just I want to just smash basically
0: It's hard to hang back sometimes but it the crowd control options are pretty fun
2: Yeah I mean if you have a couple of tanks that's awesome but I guess I like to be the tank it, plus, I, I just don't like thinking about spells. I just want to swing an axe. Yep. So mana is not a thing I worry about ever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I I think I've gone warrior every single time in these games, and I've never looked back. Though I was really tempted by the Canari option this time around. Is the voice different at all, or is it always the same voice no matter what? I
0: believe the two voice options are the same regardless of the race that you pick. Okay. I could be wrong, but I'm 99% sure that's the case. Well,
2: that one English sounding voice is quite high pitched for a kunari. I would never imagine. <laughs>
0: I think that's why they give you the two options. I see. Probably
1: the, the elf option and the kunari option. I, I think that that makes sense, actually.
0: Yeah, uh, and then your human can kind of be either.
1: Yeah, that's
2: that, that's funny. Oh.
0: So have you? Do you have any plans for romancing any of these characters, you guys? Yes tell
1: us. <laughs> uh, very enthusiastic. I know
0: it. it was kind of weirdly enthusiastic actually. Oh, I didn't know. I'm it, just kidding. Well, the no romance judgment. Stuff
2: is like my, one of my favorite things oh, about these I games. I love it
0: too. Yeah.
2: I mean, but for mass effect and dragon age, I, I think the romance stuff is very well done. If, if sometimes a little clumsily handled dialogue wise, but it's, so
0: who do you have in your crosshairs?
2: Uh, Cassandra, who is the, um, seeker, uh, which is like a member of the Templar order, uh, yeah. basically short haired, barbarian woman with a german accent
0: super badass
2: yeah at the kind of the Zena of the group to to sort of like get put a archetype to her um yeah big fan so that's that's who i've sort of been chasing after
1: cal you know at first i i set my eyes on cassandra um as i think i have that like that character trope in all of the dragon age games like i know in two i badly wanted to romance abilene Who's basically the same character because Bioware just recycles these character types shamelessly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> in Origins, I don't even remember. In Origins, I think it was Leliana, but um, Cassandra is uh, Cassandra is straight, and um, Cullen is racist. Yes, <laughs> uh, I, I, I was to learn, and okay. so. Um, Right now, I'm uh, right now I'm kind of uh, romancing like six people. My Kunari's kind of kind kind of a hooker. Um, <laughs> I think I'm pursuing Josephine, uh, who I kind of I kind of love. Josephine. Me too. Uh, yeah. The advisor, that uh, the insane elf, and uh, your quartermaster. Or not your quartermaster. Like the girl who sets up tents for you. The
0: dwarf. Yeah. The super flirty dwarf.
1: Yeah, uh no, no, no. Um That's your scout. Uh, oh. yeah, I don't remember who. And uh then I've been tempted by Iron Bowl too, so I don't know, man. It's tough.
0: You're pl- you're you're keeping your options open, it sounds like. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of shamefully recycling characters, I was an Alistair addict in the first game, and so of course I'm romancing Colin in this game, and um I'm a human, so you know, he would actually accept me, I guess. <laughs> But I was really tempted to to romance Josephine. I think her character is just completely adorable. Um, But, you know, one thing that's really different about this game, obviously all of BioWare's games have multiple romance options, and you have straight characters and gay characters and bisexual characters, but I noticed um, in typical, you know, dude gamer fashion, people on uh, message boards complaining about the romance in this game because... If you're a straight male playing as a straight male, you actually only have two female options. You have Cassandra and you have Josephine, and that's it. Whereas if you're a straight female playing as a straight female, you have four. You have double the amount of choices that dudes do. I, for one, think that's awesome because, like, every other video game that I'll play is totally catering to men. And I love that this one gives me more choices than the typical dude gets.
1: Yeah, I was playing through this game. I was actually—it never occurred to me how uh, female-centric the Dragon Age world is, actually. Um, Almost every major position of power in Thedas is held by a woman, which for some reason just never— Never uh, occurred to me before. A lot of things like that, like Dragon Age, for all that it always has like the burly macho dude on the cover, it's it's built a surprisingly gender friendly world, uh, and I think I'm glad they their romance reflects that.
2: Yeah, the um, I, I, I guess. Uh, all the bad guys are kind of dudes, right? I mean, thus far yeah. not to not to like spoil anything, but i think I think that that is kind of where where it stands right now. They're all sort of test tes- testosterone uh bad bad guys
1: well,
0: I, I was really struck by it when I was standing around my war table, and I noticed that it's me and three other women and one man around this table and I was like, this is badass, you know, like Colin's the only dude in this room with us right now. Um, And my brother, who's super addicted to this game right now, has already planned to do his second playthrough as a female so he can make his main squad four badass chicks every time he goes out. Because you can have an all-woman party at this point.
2: Yeah. And also, I mean, don't forget about Andraste. I mean, being sort of the the key focal, um, I guess sage
0: andraste yeah. and justinia
2: yeah i mean um, it's all it's all women that yeah. uh, are in like positions of worship too so far anyway unless you're like a viking idiot uh <laughs> then i guess you right. worship guys but
0: no it's it's awesome and even a lot of just the random leaders like that cult leader that you meet is a is a woman yeah
1: although i will i will say kyle dragon age 2 main villain is a woman
2: Oh, yeah, it's yeah. true. Uh, it, is
1: not, it is not all men as the villains.
2: That's true. Uh, you know what? That, that could be a victim of my not getting far enough
1: in Dragon Age 2. <laughs> there are like five main villains in that game. So depending on which chapter you're in.
2: Yeah, I think I got all the way up to chapter three for the record.
0: Well, and frankly, we haven't finished this game. And I'm not far enough for this to be true. But I have this sneaking suspicion that someone in my ranks is a traitor. I don't know who but I feel like something like that is coming. Someone's going to turn on you or be a spy or some someone you care about in your party is going to totally turn out to be an asshole, I think.
2: Varick. Varick.
0: Varick. Yeah, maybe. I don't. No, know. <laughs> I don't think it'll be uh, Var- Varick. Varrix, he he's
1: he's been around too long. Yeah. I, I honestly I can't imagine who they'd pick like everyone in my party seems very I don't know. It's it it would be a definitely a shocking twist because they've done a very good job at making most of the characters way more likable than most of the cast of the last two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I, I feel like it's coming maybe because every time you talk to people, there's this option of, well, what do you think about Josephine? What do you think about? I'm just I don't know why that's there. And I feel like I'm starting to get suspicious for no reason of the people around me. And, like, there's got to be a traitor in my rank.
2: And you can cast them out, too. I mean, there's a, yeah. few, there's a few options for I want you to leave the party. Yep. And that has to exist for a reason.
0: Something's going to happen. I just feel it coming. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. And I'm going to be devastated when it occurs. <laughs> but So we're going to keep this spoiler-free up to a certain point, And we'll make that breaking point clear. Um, but keeping it spoiler-free... Any negatives so far to the game? Anything you're not liking?
2: Bugs. <laughs> that's that's the one issue when you have like a game that's arguably the size of Skyrim, um, but obviously has more plot than Skyrim, which is a huge plus for me, a be- or at least a better plot, we'll say, a more memorable one. Um, but you know, quality assurance testing. I'm sure a lot of work went into this, and that was probably the big reason why this game was delayed for a few months. But I've run into a couple of bugs that have really screwed with me. Occasionally I'll get this bug where they'll just stop talking and just look at me.
0: I have that bug a lot. And it's like I press every button. Yeah. And after two minutes, eventually something will show up. I find pushing the options button tends to get me out of it. But it's like the conversation just – it seems like they're taking a long pause. And then it goes on for forever. And you're like, ah, crap.
2: And the other big bug that hit me was a um, – I was uh, when a certain character appeared. I had one voice. I then started talking to the other character, and then I it switched me over to the other voice. So and now I permanently am using the other voice. Yeah. So half this, you know, for the first act of the game, I was used to the deep American voice for my character, and now he's the Tom Hiddleston sounding English guy, uh, which kind of throws me off a little bit.
0: I have to say, if my character changed from the British female to the American female, I would be like considering starting over i would be super angry and annoyed because i'm so used to that voice and i like that voice and i really did not like the american accented voice but i will say in your case i do think the british accent is kind of nicer
2: Yeah,
0: you were regretting the american accent for a while
2: i was it was a little too um it was a little too shepherd sounding um yeah. which is great for mass effect but maybe not so great for dragon age um but i i don't know um we'll see. I'm not going to start over. It's too long. I'm not, I'm not wasting another 20 hours trying to to get get... back there. (laughs) Right. Right.
0: Well, and Kyle had a really bad bug too, in a fairly critical fight. He was doing the mission in front of me and he got to a certain point where there were only locked doors and nowhere he could go. And we were like, I mean, he must've spent 45 minutes looking at it. I tried it. Nothing was working. We finally looked it up online and it's like, just go through this door. This door, which of course is locked in Kyle's playthrough. And so eventually we just had to go back to an earlier save point, redo it. And of course the door just opens, you know, but we probably wasted a good two to three hours thinking it was some kind of labyrinth hidden secret passage. And it was just this effing door was shut for no reason.
1: Yeah. I I think they may have bitten off more than they could chew trying to make this not just next gen and pc friendly but also older also it works for uh ps3 and uh 360 which i'm grateful for because i'm playing it on a ps3 but yeah there are some big bugs in here i I hit the same one you guys did with the uh conversation just stopping and everyone just kind of staring into space
0: (laughs) i think Um, everyone has hit that one in the second act especially it gets bad
1: for me, whenever that happens, I just start to hit all of the face buttons on the controller at once and it jumps forward. Yeah. So that's how I that's how I dealt with that. But yeah, there are there are some bugs. Honestly, besides that, I think the hinterlands is I'm, I'm fuck the hinterlands. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with that.
0: I agree. And I also am kind of annoyed by the shard collection quests. Like I don't maybe they're gonna matter and I need to do them all. But I feel like the camp quest is necessary, like, to set up all your camps, and it gets you to explore the area and look around in a way that covers that need for me. And I feel like the shard quest is just another attempt to make you explore, but it feels really finicky and annoying, and there's, like, 20-something of them in every level, and I just have no motivation to do them.
1: What do you even get for them? I've collected a bunch of them, but you get what?
0: Nothing so far. I mean, I've completed, I think, in one city, I got all the shards, and, like, nothing happened.
2: They keep referencing this temple um, that's, I guess, in the desert area.
0: I can't find that place. I
2: don't, you guys don't like the hinterlands. I don't like that, that desert.
0: No, oasis. I agree. I hate that place.
2: Um, I mean, it, I like that, it that it is just a labyrinth of nothing.
0: It's the first one where the shard... Story appears on the war table or whatever. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, that that place and the hinterlands are the worst. I would agree.
2: Yeah. On the other hand, I'm really, I really love the bog with all the zombies
0: that like, come out when you touch the water.
2: Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, that reminds. Speaking of Lord of the Rings things, that reminds me of like the Barrow Downs um, when the Barrow Whites come out, and or like what is it that when Frodo's walking around with Gollum and and Sam, and he sees like the Watchers in the Water. That, and, and he, as soon as he gets the water that's when they all come out i, I, I love
1: that super creepy it, it took me an embarrassingly long time to realize that's what was happening <laughs> so i i in one fight for like 25 minutes just like why do they keep fucking spawning <laughs> jesus christ it was like 20 steps into the level i and feel I like they stopped-
0: told you they're like don't touch the water
1: they, they tell you at the first camp, but this was a little bit—this was, like, just, like, right at the start of the level, and it just didn't occur to me for some reason. And uh, honestly, like, I mean, I'm, I probably leveled up at some point during that fight for my whole party and, you know, got some <laughs> money, but, man, that was a weird, time-consuming loop.
0: So, speaking of time-consuming, you guys have both played Skyrim, yes? Have you played that, Cal? yes. Okay, so a lot of people are comparing this game to Skyrim. Do you think this is better or worse? What are your thoughts? I definitely think that Skyrim was an influence.
1: Uh, Sky- yeah, Skyrim was definitely an influence. I don't have I don't have any doubt there. Um I don't know. Even though they're both like these big, expansive fantasy RPGs, they feel like such different genres of games that I have a hard time comparing them weirdly. Um Skyrim almost doesn't have a story like I mean the the Elder Scrolls games to me the fun thing about them is just walking around the world and crafting and like doing all this stuff and levels don't really nothing matters it's a sandbox nothing matters everything it's fucking it's Aleister Crowley's dream nothing matters (laughs) everything is permitted Um, and uh, this feels like a story almost to the point where the open-worldness of it detracts a little bit for me sometimes. Like, I, I like the War Table in theory, but like you can't fail at anything that you do, and nothing that you do has any consequences, so it's just like, oh, I'm just clicking buttons to click buttons now. Like, what is this? Why am I not playing the story right now?
0: I think the War Table is my favorite addition to the game. I love the War Table because it... I, I don't know why. It makes you strategically decide which person or type of force would be better in a particular situation. I imagine the rewards are different depending on who you send, although we'll never know because we only get that one shot. And I like kind of having to having a thing that I have to come back to my home base to do and to arrange. It kind of breaks up the little side missions for me. Like, oh, guess what? It's been an hour. I've got three people reporting it. I'm going to go back to base. I'm going to talk to some people. I'm going to craft some weapons and I'm going to set up my war table and then move on to the next thing. And it makes it feel like the war, the overall war, is a little more under my control unless of this nebulous situation that I've just been thrown into the middle of.
1: I don't know. I think... I, I do wish that they would tell you more... Like, I do wish it was easier to see if the rewards were different depending on who you set to do what, because... One of my biggest complaints is it'll give you a little bit of flavor. Like, send Leliana here and, you know, they'll assassinate someone. Send Cullen here and he'll stare angrily at someone (laughs) And um But, like, mechanically they seem to have the same effect. Like, one of them takes 12 minutes and the other takes 14 minutes. And I don't know. I just – I'm – I love the idea of it. Like, this is my fa- – like, resource management stuff is, is, is catnip to me. And I, I think it's just that I wish it was more like that. I wish that you had uh, – I wish that there were some limits or something placed on
0: it. Maybe some more obvious failures. Like, oh, well, you sent Liliana and, you know, this was really not the right job for her and you have no rewards. Maybe something like that. I've seen some
2: text effects. Um, Like, there's there's one particular mission where – you have to choose the line of succession for a particular city or a particular uh, family, you know, what dynasty, whatever, whatever it is. I can't remember now. And you can choose one of the people to become like to join your army instead to pull to pull that person out. And then I've seen texts later where that person's army. Who works for you is now invading another area and he's like your your liaison there. And I'm sure they could have just plugged his name in for somebody else's for a later mission. But I kind of... That's the one time I've seen an after effect. A lot of the times it's like, open this road for merchants or whatever. But there's a couple of things where I think maybe it'll at least have text effects, if not actually any effects on the plot that you see unfolding with you voice-wise.
0: I was going to say, I feel like it's maybe more leading to the end where... Maybe, like, in Mass Effect, like, if you've done enough of X, this happens in your ending, or yeah. if you've collected enough of Y, maybe. perhaps.
2: Yeah, maybe. Um, so, oh, to get back to the question about Skyrim real quick, yeah, um, yeah I, I agree with Cal. I mean, I, I I definitely think there's a huge influence on on Dragon Age Inquisition from Skyrim. I mean, how could you not? Because Skyrim was the best-selling RPG for years. Uh, even in, like, Japan, where, I mean, Final Fantasy used to be king, now Skyrim is, the, is their big RPG they play. And over here, I mean, it was the game that everybody was like, well, this is this is the new move for RPGs. This is the new era. Um, but the one complaint I always had was there's not enough story. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't—I I, become—I'm the Dragonborn, and I hear a couple people, hey, Dragonborn, <laughs> and, they, you know, whatever they say to you as you walk around. But that doesn't mean anything. So— it's nice to see a game that takes the Bioware plotting along with some of the open world aspects of Skyrim that I enjoy. I like exploration. Um, And I think one of the problems I had with Mass Effect 3 is that there wasn't enough exploration. So I'm I'm hopeful that that means the next Mass Effect will take on some of these same traits and give you a bigger world to just run around in, even if some of the side plots aren't that good, uh, as we've seen in the hinterlands. At least it's a step in the right direction.
0: I mean, this is a really, it's going to sound like a really negative comparison. I don't mean it that way. But I feel like Skyrim is like Avatar is to film. And by that, I mean that I I liked Skyrim better than I liked Avatar. I'll say that. But what I mean is that they set a new bar and a new standard for maybe like what people expected or what what could be done. And I, I think Skyrim is probably the more important or influential game in terms of, Now people want this, and we expect this kind of intricacy and vastness at the same time in our games. But that said, this game to me feels like Skyrim 2.0. It's just that much more... um, I feel that much more involved in the game. And even though it's probably a smaller world, it feels a lot larger.
2: But it's got to stick the landing.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, we're all pretty early in, and we're not talking spoilers at this point, but... That said, we do want to talk about some of the plot because we're all in about the same place. So this is going to be our breaking point. If you haven't played the game yet, if you have not yet reached Skyhold, you should turn off this podcast now. This is the spoiler break. Nice having you and come back to this later once you've hit it. Thank you for that music, Cal. (laughs) So, okay, so we're back. We're going to talk about um, some of the plot mechanics actually happening in this game. Uh, We're all, I believe, at a similar point, which is what I'm assuming is kind of towards the beginning of Act 2, correct? Uh,
1: Yeah, that's... uh, I mean, not knowing what the end point looks like, that sounds like a pretty good guess, yeah.
0: So where we all are is... There's the mages or the Templars. You have to choose. We've all done that. Yep. yep. And then we've all done the destruction of Haven situation, and we've all moved on to Skyhold. And I think that's the last major plot thing I've done. What about you guys?
1: Yeah, that. I'm trying to think of the... Uh, I think I'm at the point after Skyhold where you're just supposed to... Uh, explore different areas and build up power and make alliances and things like that before I move on to the next, uh, next big plot area.
0: Yeah. I think the next big one for me is that ball or that, that dance or whatever it is where you're supposed to send somebody. I haven't done it yet, but that's like the big one pending on my map.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that is for me too. The, um, wicked eyes and wicked hearts. Yeah,
2: I'm in the same spot. I mean, right now I'm still exploring Skyhold and I'm having all my conversations with uh, my various characters trying to get caught up with everybody before I I start opening up all of those new levels that have popped up on the war map.
0: Right. Kyle and I were talking and he was saying something about going somewhere on his map and he was like, oh, well, maybe I'll do that later. And I was like, dude, you have no idea how many more things are going to be showing up in your map in a second. It vastly opened up in a way that made you really even hate um what's called the hinterlands even more you know, It was like wow i really wasted my time in the hinterlands if All this stuff's available
1: yeah I, I, although I, I will say they don't label at all like what levels these new areas are and so i spent a bunch of power and i opened up i think um the emerald graves Oh yeah, and I went and I, I went to like the first rift, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna close a rift, and I just got like 30 seconds. My whole party was dead. It was like, yeah, okay,
0: that's the goes, one on the ice, right, Cal?
1: This is the one where you're uh, there's like an Orlesian duke's castle nearby. Oh, uh, right. Devil's.
0: Yeah, there's a couple levels levels that open up, and you just realize you're vastly out leveled by the by the rift. Uh, demons and stuff like that. But I will say I I really am digging the um sentencing people on the throne aspect that has shown up in Sky uh Skyhold. I think that's fantastic. I really overly love judging people and sentencing them to their uh their death or their exile or whatever it is.
1: That's that's a lot
2: of fun. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet, so I'm excited to see it. I'm I, I'm I'm excited to uh, design my castle a little bit with drapes and <laughs> bed sheets, uh, which is now a thing.
0: Yeah. Have you seen your actual quarters yet?
2: No, I haven't gotten there yet. I'm I'm still talking to everybody. Like they just they just reintroduced uh, since we're in the spoiler section. They just re- I just I just re met up with Hawk. Uh, oh yeah,
0: let's talk about that. By uh, the way. All right. So. I don't think there is an option to even have FemHawk show up. Mine is a dude. I don't think I could make Hawk not a dude. And that was super irritating for me.
1: Um, did you uh, import an old save?
0: No, I did the keep um, because I'm playing on a new console. So I set stuff up in the keep, and maybe I just didn't do it right. Some of my changes from one seemed to be in effect. But uh, yeah, it was just like they showed the dude and they were like, you can customize him. And it was either like scar or face paint or no face paint. And I was like, well, I'll do no face paint. <laughs> that was about it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had a guy Hawk, so I was able to recreate my Hawk from the, uh, the old game. Um, but, uh, which is, looks drastically different from the Hawk they provide you with. But I don't know. I mean, Cal was yours a guy that popped up or, or was it a female?
1: No, mine was I, I when I played through Dragon Age Two. It was this female character, and um, the hawk that showed up well, it wasn't only a guy. It was like this, like short guy with like it looked honestly, it looked like feces smeared on his face, and I was just like, "What the fuck did you guys do? Why is this what you default to, you assholes?"
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a way to get the female hawk, and I just missed it. But I feel like it should have been a much easier way to pick a girl. Because um, that that took me out of it for a little bit. I was like, this is not my hawk. This is some other guy named Hawk. I don't know who this
2: is. My hawk looks like Eric Stoltz. So, uh, <laughs> but all, all barbarian doubt.
0: Um, so, did you pick mages or Templars, Cal? Uh, I went with the mages. Like, I, I
1: wanted to side with the Templars just because I... I've sided with the mages every time. Uh, I've played a Dragon Age game uh, the first time through. But, like, the first time you meet the Templars, they're just so evil. I know. And it's just, in Dragon Age 2, like, you meet the Templars, and they're just awful. And I I keep expecting them to humanize the Templars somehow. And they, they keep doing it by giving you, like, a rogue Templar in your party who's been king of the Order because they were, like they like helped an orphan or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like you've developed an entire order populated by snidely whiplash.
0: Yeah. I went mages just for the same reason, if nothing else, because a they're slaves and they completely appeal to your like free us, you know, sensibilities and B because the idea of time magic sounded too irresistible for me. I just had to see what that was about. Um, but I made Kyle not made, but I strongly encouraged him to do the Templar route so I could see what that looked like. Yeah, it wasn't as good. I no. mean, I don't
2: think they. I mean, really, the 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 effect of the plot. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm starting to wonder if maybe it's like plug and play. You know, it's like Templars just take the place of mages, or mages just take the place of Templars. I, th-
0: I think in that in that first to second act transition, it didn't really make a difference. Yeah. But I feel like maybe towards the end of the game it will.
2: I hope so. Um, I I mean. I, I don't think the game gave you a, com- a compelling reason to help the Templars, really. I feel like the, um, as you guys said, the slave aspect, the sort of um, everything that was going on in Redcliffe, uh, th- that sort of like led you to major sympathy anyway. Um, so, and they spent so little time with the revolting uh, Templar knight uh, who was sort of taking control. Yeah. You never really got like any sort of. Other than people's secondhand concern about what he was going to do, you never really felt menace, necessarily. Other than, oh, he's a jerk. Whereas the the guy from the Tevinter Imperium, something seems really wrong there. And you you get introduced to um, your uh, character with the Raleigh Fingers mustache, uh, whatever whatever his name is, that that mage. Dorian. Dorian, yeah. You get introduced to him in the course before before you even make the decision. Yeah. So I felt like you got more of a pull towards mages. So that made me want to see, well, god, now I want to see what happens with the Templars. And guess what? It was kind of by design. Because once you do the Templar mission, you don't get that cool time future stuff. Instead you get all this internal mind thing
0: that it's just not as it, good. It wasn't bad, but I would agree having seen both that the, the mage route was a much cooler story. Yeah which is kind of a shame, but, you know, in the end, it all ended up the same. Um, What did you guys think about the gigantic change of scenery and the destruction of Haven? I I liked
1: it for the most part, although there's a part of me that was disappointed that that wasn't just... I was hoping for a Dragon Age 2-type twist where it was like, oh, you defeated the great evil, and now you have all this power and an army and everyone hates you and doesn't trust you because you've closed the breach and they have no more use for you. What do you do now? And instead, it's kind of more of a all-consuming god monster on the loose type thing, which is basically the plot of Dragon Age 1 again, except with instead of an archdemon, it's an archdemon and like the original Darkspawn. And it just—I don't know— it, uh I like Skyhold a lot. I liked the destruction of Haven as like a dramatic device. I think I I, I was just hoping for something more novel.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was smart because I think um Haven was kind of like a training ground for you know because eventually Skyhold is massive and there are a lot of places to go and a lot of things to do even just when you're at your own base whereas Haven was I think manageable for a first time player. You know, it still felt like there was enough to walk around and do, but it wasn't overwhelming whereas if they had opened with Skyhold, I think people would have just been completely overwhelmed from the onset. The other thing I really appreciated about that kind of that switch up was that you start as this character who you know, you have that anchor in your hand and you've become very important through coincidence or through, because it's ordained or whatever, you don't really know. But this isn't a story about someone who became powerful and how they became powerful and that's it. Like most RPGs, it's either like you go from rags to importance and that evolution is the entire story. And that's where it ends is you becoming important. Um, Whereas in this, they decided to kind of fast track it And you get to spend that first 20 hours making decisions and becoming a leader, but that's only a small part of the story, and the overall what's happening in the world is still the main focus, which I thought was a really smart way to get you the satisfaction of building up your character and not just starting as the Inquisitor, um, but still have more world-level plot and not just, oh, I'm important, yay, end of story.
2: It's just so hard to to know what's coming next. I mean, hopefully, I mean, the mechanics of Inside Skyhold are very cool. And this idea that you have to reconstruct this castle from just uh, its doldrums into something workable again is is nice, or keep, or whatever it is you want to call it. But how will the plot continue to form as we go into act three, you know, I mean, I'm excited to find out, but, um, I'm hopeful it sticks the landing. I mean, so far, I I don't want to make like big claims on where it stands and Bioware's output, but I kind of already did anyway earlier on Twitter. But I mean, right now I like it so much. It's in the running for, you know, best of Bioware with mass effect Two, Um, but, if the ending is not good, then, you know, that, that's the that's the issue. I mean, Mass Effect 2 had a bad ending as well, so...
0: Well, Mass Effect 3 had a worse ending, right? So we just have no, to...
2: No, no, I think Mass Effect 2 had a, it barely had an ending. That's the problem Mass Effect 2. It was one of these things where the journey continues on. Well, which that's I true. I hate yeah. that. Um, so, and Mass Effect 3, for all the complaints we have about that ending... I still think that it's better than Mass Effect 2's ending where you fight giant human reaper and uh, (laughs) that looks like the Terminator T-800 and then it just ends, you know? Uh, That was just a big fuck you to me, honestly. But um, if this game can stick the landing and just give a dynamite ending that is more than that, I will be pretty pretty uh, pleased to call it their best game yet.
1: BioWare's always had a little bit of trouble with endings. That I mean, I think most video games have, like... I'm trying to think of, like, truly great, like, mind-blowing video game endings, and it's, like, the same, like, five names always get tossed out, you know, like, Shadow of the Colossus, yeah, yeah. Um, things like that. Uh, BioWare's games, as much as I love them, I- I'm, I'm trying to think back, and I really, I think the only one that had any ending that, like, really stuck with me beyond, beyond you know, maybe a, a couple months in a good way was Jade Empire which had one ending that I thought was uh, kind of brilliant, and the rest that were just typical Bioware endings.
0: (laughs) I thought the first first game's ending for Dragon Age was pretty good in that there were a lot of different results depending on what you choose. I think your main character could even die. I think that was one of the the results of that game, which I really appreciated. I'm hoping the ending here is similar to that one in that like, I don't think we're going to get some massive shocking plot twist that makes this the best story ever, but I am hoping we get some consequences to our actions that, you know, really make sense.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I, I have high hopes they're doing interesting things, but um, I've seen a lot of stumbles from Bioware in this area. So (laughs) I'm not, not trying to hold my breath too hard.
0: Hey, if you're looking for a game with a good ending, Transistor had an awesome ending. And it's a pretty short game. Highly recommend that one.
1: I will check it out. I actually really love the ending of um, Alien Isolation.
0: Oh, we still haven't finished. No, we
2: haven't finished. <laughs> that game is its very hard to want to play. It's too
0: long. It's too hard. It's
2: also too intense. I'm yeah. going to be honest. It is really, really intense. And you spend... Probably eighty percent of your time hiding in a locker. Yeah, and
0: that—that that is. <laughs> or we do anyway. We, I, yeah, hell yeah.
1: No, right. I, I, did too. I did too. But I, I will say, I, it's, it's one of the bleakest video game endings I've played. But I loved it. Mm. That's cool.
2: <laughs> so many people have like ragged on it on in reviews and stuff. Um, so that that actually makes me more interested to see it that someone actually says that because now now I'm curious what that is. I like bleak endings.
0: Well, um, I guess we'll. Probably have to reconvene in a couple weeks and find out how we all felt about the ending of this one. I yeah. feel like I need another week, maybe two, before I'm there.
2: You'll finish it in like three days. You and I both know. Where we this do have is going. a four
0: day weekend coming up. <laughs> it's very possible by this time next week I'll be done. But will yeah. you be done? <laughs> That's the question.
1: i I'm. I've got a four day weekend too, but I'm heading home and. I always feel weird when I like drive to my parents house and hook up my PlayStation 3 there and play a ton of video
0: games. So you have to. You have to. Yeah.
1: I know, I know. I, I I don't think I can at this point I don't think I can go 5 days without playing Dragon Age Inquisition r- just yet. I think I need to wean myself off it slow slowly.
0: I mean, what time do your parents go to bed, Cal? <laughs> just pretend you're in high school again wait till they go to bed 11 o'clock midnight stay up till five or six get a good five (laughs) hours wake up hang out with them take a nap hang out with them go back to playing the game when they sleep
1: you are hardcore i i I don't even know if my body works that long anymore like five hours
0: i've seen sunlight multiple times when playing dragon age (laughs) I have I have seen Dawn while I played this game. She
2: has taken days off work. I yes. mean that uh, I I was traveling when Dragon Age two came out and she took a day off work. I was traveling again when Dragon Age three came out and she took a day off work. So I do what I, got I need position. to
0: do, and it totally fucks with my sleep schedule, and it really messes me up for a while. And it's it gets to the point where I have to finish to become like a healthy functioning person. So the fact that Thanksgiving break is coming up is gonna help me out a lot <laughs> i really need it so, I feel like they did that on purpose yeah smart i appreciate it all right well whenever it is that we all finish let's talk about that yeah all right all right well we'll see you next week for probably not this podcast talk about something else
2: yeah probably i think i th- th- there's some talk about music i think there's there, oh, there's uh, right. yes. there i believe we'll we'll be discussing some music things some hopefully. soundtracks
0: and scores hopefully
2: hopefully well yes. we can get all get on board for that
0: so. all right well we'll see you guys next time